0: Welcome back to Keeper's Retreat. I'm Mr. Ray, and, uh, you know, uh, we decided to get together and record some mystery just among us keepers of podcast. I'm going to introduce the rest of my cast, but first of all, I'm Mr. Ray, he, him, but I will be playing many different characters, so pronouns that I'm going to be using will change. I am the keeper for $2 Creature Feature, and you can find us on Twitter at the number $2 Creature.
1: Sure. Hi, I'm Sarah, aka Sarah. You can put that either way around. I'm the keeper from Regatum and Wolf, and um, I will be playing Isabella Price, the ordained.
0: Okay, Sean?
2: Hi, I'm Sean. Sean Odell, you may remember me from such one shots as Journey to the Wandering Cabin and future one shots, such as The Night Shift and Era of Silence on Beholder to No One. I'm playing Gabriel Hickey the chosen
3: all right and jason would you like to introduce yourself yeah um i'm jason myers i keep for memester of the week at memester otw pod on twitter and i'm going to be playing our hex kate mccamel
0: awesome so our hunters got invited to a mansion uh, for a will reading and in the will it said if they could survive the night they could own the house and the lawyer who had done the reading, poor Joel Ebb, uh, had went off on his own to take some money out of a safe, and got killed for it. And one he of the hunters, did. he died. One of the hunters discovered this happened. They realized that one of the people in their party was not who they said they were, and they were introduced to Arnold Friend, a demon who had informed them that the house had several ghosts in it, and these ghosts were. His chosen champions to win the house and that they were in competition for this house with that he had a monster show up he disappeared and uh they fought the ghost and then they went upstairs to kind of investigate i believe it was isabella who discovered the names of the other ghost right
1: yep yep i have a list do you need yep. me to read them out
0: oh yeah go ahead
1: okay we have cyrus grundy sarah mm-hmm. blackthorne Colonel Francis J. Hook, and Baron Ollie Babish.
0: Yes. So meanwhile, Babish. <laughs> Gabriel got covered in holy water, and Kate did some exploring of her own and discovered in the study that she wasn't alone. Cyrus Grundy went on the attack, and she fought. While the other two showed up just a little bit after, and together they managed to banish Cyrus Grundy by destroying his anchor, a rope. They did a little more investigating and they went to the library, which is a great place to do uh, investigatory and researchy things. They were haunted by the ghost of Sarah Blackthorne, a seven-year-old girl with uh, braided black hair who, sing, who sang the her song. Or the worms come in, if you're more familiar with that. Now, who took a knife to the shoulder? Me. Yeah. So I thought Isabella like, took a knife to the shoulder from Sarah Blackthorn. And the other hunters realized that this was Sarah's anchor. And they promptly destroyed it. Causing Sarah to poof and go away. Now, they are down to two
3: ghosts left. in several unexplored rooms in the house. I believe that also maybe it was like a failed use magic roll, but I I can't remember who it was, but someone felt like it they were being watched by a couple sets of eyes. And there was, was another here. there was like one more set than there was supposed to be at the time. I don't recall that.
2: Mm, I, I remember
3: that. I just don't remember who. I don't remember who that happened to. I, I, I feel was, like it was a magical effect, so it probably was Kate. I
2: think it was Kate, Kate too. Yeah.
3: That's literally all I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Just am magic. Uh, I I read good. I magic good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, if I recall, we left
0: off in the library still. Yes,
1: I believe so. Yes.
0: Yeah, we uh, just burned up the dagger. Yeah, you just burned up mm-hmm. the dagger. So Sarah is gone. hmm. What would you all like to do? You can stay here and try to do a little more investigating, try to get maybe a clue where the other ghosts are or what their anchors might be. Or you could just throw caution to the wind. Um, oh, something I forgot to mention also is that during dinner earlier, Joel, quite insistent that you know, there was nothing in the cellar and that he should be the only one to go down there and look to mm. get wine. Mm. So, so so just yeah. so you know, there's nothing in the cellar. No reason to go down there. <laughs>
3: there's there's never there anything being. in the cellar. Mm. Nothing but fine wine. Uh, Isabella? Hmm. We had Cyrus and we had the girl. Mm-hmm. Who's left?
1: The colonel and the baron.
3: Colonel and the baron. Mm. Okay. Um, what do we what do we know about them? have in have either of you ever heard of these people?
1: Keeper, have ever of us ever heard of these people?
3: How close were you to your brother? Like
1: Well, let's see. I'm like probably in my early 40s and he was in his what seventies? Probably
3: yeah. not close.
0: Okay. Have either of you like spent much time in this house before tonight?
1: I would say yes.
3: I would
0: think
2: Kate had been here at least a few times. I feel like this is where Gabriel goes when he's too laid up to even whip with one hand. He, he has been literally the beat shield for his old friend.
1: Oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Worry, that didn't make it any better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. You might, oh. yeah, you might be familiar with him in the ballroom. There is a painting of the Baron, Ollie Babish. He was a large portly man, black hair that had been kind of combed to the side and he had a big black beard he would know that he was a former owner of the house. You know, he died and somebody else got his house. As as things go. As things go. You might not know any details about how he died because how often do you look at a painting of somebody in their house and be like, huh, how'd they die? So I don't think logically you would have like had that conversation.
3: We found records here of like old journals of housekeepers and things like that of yes. people talking about the girl that had also lived here previously. Yes, Sarah Blackthorn. Okay, so that's that's two that's two people who lived here previously and now are haunting it. Maybe there are still records here in the library of of all of these people. It's worth it. It's worth it a seems look. Seems reasonable. Kate wants to look around and see if she can, can find any more records in this space. Okay. Uh, Do you want to roll Investigating Mystery for me? I would love to. Awesome. Thank you. That's a 14,
0: my friend. Awesome. So Investigating Mystery, you can hold two of the questions for 10+. plus. Uh, What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What's being concealed here? Or you can ask me two general questions or one specific question.
3: So what Kate is looking for right now is uh, we, we found these journals previously Mm -hmm. of the housekeepers that were talking about this murderous little girl. The next logical step is, okay, well, if we have here in the library, we have journals and histories from people who lived here in this house, then maybe we also have histories from the owner, maybe even a personal journal from one of the previous owners, like the Baron. I think what Kate is looking for Is any sort of like file or journal or even a memoir that had been written by somebody who previously lived here about uh, that involves these ghosts. So that being said, I think my question is it's either what is being concealed here vis-a-vis the like the, the book or knowledge or whatever history or what happened here as in that like what physically happened to these people which would be revealed through that method through paper and writing.
0: I'm going to ask that you get a little more specific um, rather than the people like which of the two specific ghosts that you know of that are left. And that is Colonel hook
3: and Baron Babish. Mm, I think if I had to choose between the two, I think we can probably find more information on the Baron later. Maybe I'm interested in what's going on with the colonel.
0: Okay. What you find out about the colonel is that he had turned this manor into a training ground while he owned it in the years to prepare for World War I. He used it as sort of a makeshift barrack for uh, his own personal unit. But unfortunately, he was murdered on the grounds. The investigation didn't turn up anything because the men who had murdered him, or rather the other men in his platoon... Had all deserted the grounds after he died, and word didn't get out about his death until he was—he was very far along. Mm. <laughs> but they did find him in the conservatory. Um, it looked like somebody may have been trying to uh, bury his body and uh, make some little mulch with it.
3: Okay, I think Kate picks up this newspaper that she had found and had these articles in it about this killing that had happened on these grounds. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Oh, Isabella, what was the name of of of, of the ghost, Colonel Sanders?
1: <laughs> Colonel Francis J. Hook, dear.
3: Uh, Francis, yeah, Francis Jacob. Francis Jacob. He was Francis Jacob was murdered here. They found his body in the conservatory.
1: Oh, did they say what what killed him?
3: Uh, did they say what killed him, or is that something I can use my my hold on?" Yeah, I think you you
0: should use your hold on it.
3: Okay. Uh, in that regards, I'll, I'll use my other hold for like what happened here vis a vis. Yeah. Uh, How did he die? Um, he was shot. Okay, he was shot. It it says here that he died of of gun wounds.
1: Excellent. So probably stands to reason that we need a gun.
3: We need a gun, and maybe we'll find it in the conservatory if they bother <laughs> leaving their murder weapons in the same place they died.
1: Well, the anchors, they would presumably at least be somewhere in the house.
3: Yeah. Gabe gets a look on his face. He goes, he holds
2: up his hand, let me say it, please. Okay. And once he has their attention, he goes, to the conservatory, my friends. Uh, in the most Victorian voice he can
3: do. To the conservatory. <laughs> Alright, but give me a, give me a Victorian voice real quick. <laughs>
2: Okay, let me try. To the conservatory, my friends. <laughs> <right>.
1: <laughs> Have you been Im- imbibing in illegal substances, dear? <laughs> Did you eat some of the active? Sounds like
3: Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: when he exploded, he can't. I, I was why well, was he only when he exploded? So, uh, he, I don't know.
3: <laughs> no, I love it. I'm just picking on you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Smash. no that's in character that's in character he's literally <laughs> saying he may have swallowed so...
3: I love it.
0: smash cut to the clue running scene where everybody's running across the building like
3: oh, if we if we don't do a scene where we're running down the hallway and we go through <laughs> multiple doors is it even worth it yeah right <laughs> i will say gabriel runs like shaggy
1: Nice. And it just um, makes Isabella more more thinking that that he is uh, probably imbibing in the illegal substances. <laughs> if he's running like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, so you run to the conservatory, and the conservatory is a room unlike any in the mansion. The walls and ceilings are glass, looking out into the night. There is a stone path slicing its way through the exotic flora. At the end of the path, there is a single telescope looking into the night sky.
1: Well, at least it's pointing up and not towards the neighbors,
0: right? (laughs) Well, then, like the nearest neighbor might be like two miles away. It's it's rather remote grounds.
2: Yeah, you'd be we're more likely to find the teenagers in the woods making out at the local makeout spot than at the next door neighbors. All right, you bunch of pervs.
1: Oh, that's being
2: perverted. That's being perverted after all the things I've heard in this group.
3: Study up, Ben. Tight lip, (laughs) straight back, prepare. I really like the idea of letting everything that Sarah says slide and then just really coming down hard on Sean.
1: (laughs) It's because everyone's used to me by now, surely.
0: (laughs) No, your name's Isabella, not Shirley.
1: Uh, here we go. What's your victim? Oh,
3: I hate it here. Okay, <laughs> I I investigated the last place. It's somebody else's turn.
1: Oh, can I even investigate? Oh, I've got a plus one and sharp. I guess I, I, I took
3: I took I took the initiative first. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna solve the whole thing for us.
1: Oh. I'm not gonna
3: hog the spotlight. You're
1: not. Okay, well I rolled an eight for investigative mystery, so that's just one, right?
0: Yep, you can just hold one. Give us that Mm -hmm. flavor.
1: So Isabella is kind of, she's um, pulled out her bow staff. She's extended because it's a collapsible one. She's just using it to push the foliage away. She's looking around. She's looking for um, hopefully a gun. Could that be underwater's concealed here? Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, just what is concealed here? She's (laughs) just poking around the foliage in the conservatory. Yeah,
0: so you're poking around, and um,
1: yeah, poking.
0: Yeah, I think you you do like find a gun, but it is at the base of this flower. The stem of the flower is green, but it's bulbous, and then it's got a flower at the top that is like a vibrant uh, purple and magenta. And it has a yellow, st- like, um, I, I don't know if this is the right term for it, but it's a little, like, it looks like a proboscis or like a...
3: Yeah, like a stamen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I failed botany. Um, But yeah, it's just got this yellow, like, part of it, like, sticking
3: straight out in the center. Very quickly, Kate, like, runs up behind Isabella and grabs her arm and says, be very, very careful here.
1: <laughs> Why? Is it poisonous?
3: I believe that it will try and eat you,
1: oh, um boy, where's the boy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, uh, Gabe, he rubs his face and walks over. It's like,
1: go get be a deer and go get the gun deer.
2: I think Gabe looks looks at this this, and he, I want to try something different. I think he has an idea there's oh, something wow. he could do. Know. That's a little bit safer than him walking up and trying to take this gun. Because he has take a, a couple
1: of big steps back and leave him to it. I'm gonna try
2: to I'm gonna try to move and try to use my whip to whip the gun away from the base. Like I'm not I, I, after hearing the hearing, it's gonna eat you.
1: <laughs>
2: games had that happen too many times. Something trying to eat it.
0: All right, uh, roll me act under pressure. All right, let's.
2: Let's do
0: this. May the dice be ever in your favor. Nope. <laughs> no, what do you, you get?
2: That's a six. There you Ooh. go. All what right. Someone wants to help out. <laughs>
3: I'm just oh, it's, trying it's to think so how I would narratively... to
1: yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's I so want tempting to. to
3: just leave you high. dry. we just dry?
1: like look at each other and go, nah?
3: All right. If nobody's
0: gonna help out, then um so you pull out this whip and You, like, give it a crack, and it hits the gun and just bounces it away, and you hear a clatter on the ground. This flower shakes, and you feel three sharp barbs strike your neck, and you're going to take two harm.
2: Ignore armor, or? Uh, Yeah, ignore armor, because they're piercing. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm one away from unstable, guys. Um
1: so am I? Well, two away from unstable, but anyway.
0: Also, I want you to give me a sharp roll.
2: Oh, I'm afraid. All right, here you go. Let's try one more time. Oh, that's okay.
0: That's, that's actually yeah. good. So yeah, you um you feel these barbs in your neck, and you know, you quickly pull them out, and you feel a little groggy, but you feel mostly okay.
2: Hey guys, I'm a why. <laughs> I feel like part of his face goes a little numb. I mean, this is like not enough to suffer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like that. I, you start feeling numbness across your body, but like it's not gonna impair you in any way. It's just gonna <laughs> Oh
3: you're
1: right, dear? it looks like you're having a stroke. It's a numbness. Right. It's the marijuana dear.
2: No, 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 no. He also... he to he holds up, I feel like he holds up the, the barbs. He will, no, 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 it's 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 maybe LSD. I don't know what plants naturally make my dad. I'm not a botanist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a voice from behind you going, I cannot believe the sheer cowardice and tomfoolery I see from these recruits. Is this really the best that the United States can give me?
1: And the ladies turned around and look at him.
0: Yeah, you turn around and you see a man in a World War One styled uniform with a big, thick, salt-and-pepper kind of mustache. His hair is cut really short-cropped. He's graying around the temples and the bottom of his crown, um, but the top of his hair is black or sort of salt-and-peppery. And he's giving you a stern glare. And he reaches for his sidearm and he says, I won't stand for this. And he takes a shot at Isabella. Roll Act Under Pressure.
1: Act Under Pressure because I'm trying to get out of the way, or...?
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you want to stand there and take it.
1: Well, I know if this would be a magical attack since he's dead, or what?
0: It's not a magical
1: attack. Okay, so I'll try and get out of pressure. I'm just asking because I have armor under certain conditions. Ah. Oh, I rolled a five! <laughs> Oof. All the ghosts are sticking me.
0: Yeah, uh, he fires off a shot and it hits your knee. And uh, you take two harm,
1: and I'll yell out, "How dare you hurt a sister?"
0: Well, obviously, if you're here, you're prepared to fight. So, telly-ho. And uh, you see him like reach into his jacket, and he pulls out a grenade.
3: <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! I think uh, I think Kate sees this and has that immediate fight or flight response. You see the tattoo on her wrist Glow a little bit, and it is of a little black cat with the tail wrapping all the way around from like one side of the wrist over to the other. Okay. Uh, And you see that flash green, and I'm going to use one of my rotes. All right. What's your rote? Cat mode.
1: (laughs) Crazy cat mode.
3: (laughs) Uh, So, requirements of ruins or symbols written on an engraved surface, the tattoo. an obvious magic uh, word. Uh, And on a 10 plus, Kate will take the form of a black cat with a white tuft of fur on its chest. She has the abilities and powers of a cat. (laughs) On a seven to nine, she takes on the form, but it's slightly off. And on a fail, the transformation is incomplete. Okay. Let's let's see how this works out. So here's a question. This is a rote. So this would be a plus weird roll, right? yes okay that's what i thought but i wanted to make sure and that is a 11 plus 213 okay so yeah you definitely turn into a cat yeah so she jumps away and midair is transforming into this black cat with a little white tuft of fur and she is running for the gun that we saw knocked away earlier yeah roll me uh act under pressure okay Act under pressure is a plus. Cool. Yeah.
0: That is a seven. Okay. We're gonna resolve that in a second. Gabriel, do you want to do anything while you see this ghost pulling a grenade out and grabbing the pin with his teeth?
2: I want I want to try to use that move again. I think I know how I can use it now without it turning into another move because I I think Gabriel sees this and seeing this old soldier with old ways of the u.s you can only think of one thing you you see him kind of flip flip over and rip off his shirt and goes and he points he points at he points and i think underneath his coat he has a he has like a like a, a bald eagle t-shirt <laughs> okay and he points at him because I'm doing I'm doing a big entrance to distract this this Confederate soldier. Listen here, you listen here, Matt. You're not what America is anymore. America has grown beyond you, and we don't need any of your your bull.
0: He's a he's a World War One soldier.
2: Oh, oh okay, oh okay. Well, I mean, well, still, well it still counts. I mean, they we're, weren't. Yeah, pretty counts. bad. Back.
0: <laughs> he's like standing there, like looking at you. Like,
2: what do you, what do you mean?
0: And like, he's just generally perplexed by this for Kate. I think, yeah, you get to the gun and uh, you try to Like, where If you get to it, it goes off unexpectedly. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So you take two harm. Ooh. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to give you the worst outcome.
2: Oh yeah. Wait, should I have roll for that during the big entrance?
0: Does it have a.
2: Yeah. It has a role. Basically it's. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I apologize. Yes, go sorry, ahead sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, because when you make a showy entrance into a dangerous situation, roll plus cool, plus ten. Everyone stops to watch and listen to you finish your opening speech. Kind on of seven and nine, you pick one monster to person or monster to stop watching, listen. You finish talking, and then on a miss, you mark the biggest threat.
0: All right. Yeah. Go ahead
2: and roll that. Oh right. wow!
0: That's a that's a twelve. I think everybody else in the room is perplexed by what Gabriel said. Um, except for kate who uh you know like the gun goes off and everybody still like tried to figure out what gabriel was talking about
2: Gabriel, i feel like Gabriel's still throwing patriotic <laughs>
0: patriotic things. signs this,
2: and to, to confuse this, this uh old war world war soldier it's <laughs> <laughs> just
1: him dear
2: isabella would you like to get something off oh. like
0: like get off an attack. <laughs>
1: yes um, the most unexpected
0: also I would like
3: to play the game <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> I will take the bow staff and um, smack it and this a uh, aim for the guy's throat because I mean it's going to be distracting right
0: uh, yeah is it magical
1: um, it's technically holy because I did do the holy pray to it earlier
0: so go ahead and roll kick some ass
1: I rolled an 11 Awesome. and i want to take a less do i want to take less harm or do i want to just get him to drop the grenade i would like to take less harm and do two harm Two harm to him do i do extra because it's holy hang on simply no just two harm
0: okay um, smack
1: him in the throat with my bow staff and then leap back
0: okay so you do how many harm to him so yeah you smack him and he just like grits his teeth and it kind of snaps him out of like this where he's so focused on Gabriel and he grabs his grenade and pulls the pin and just chucks it towards you between you two. And uh, since grenades are an area effect, Isabella and Gabriel are going to take four harm.
1: Yeah, I'm dead.
0: Are you like dead dead? Or are you dying?
1: Yep. I'm dead dead. Wow. Yeah.
0: But you took
3: less harm, right?
1: Yeah. I to Wait. Be- i, I I'm said, just dying then,
3: yeah, cause are you yeah, at cause... six out of seven?
1: I've got everything highlighted now if I take one less, um everything filled in, so that means <laughs> oh. next injury. I did,
2: yeah, Gabriel, were you gonna say something i'm I'm dying to, I'm near dying too. I'm at two out of seven. Wait, does that arm was that one armor DPD? No, okay, then. I'm three out of seven, so I'm almost time, but I am unstable.
3: Okay, we're we're at the same spot then.
2: Uh, Yeah, and I think
0: Hook is going to pull out his revolver again and start making his way towards Isabella and Gabriel. Kate, would the kitty cat like to do something?
3: Yeah, I I do want to say as soon as the gun goes off, it rips through Kate's shoulder and it immediately reverts her back into her human form because I don't want violence against cats. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, sorry. want to be super clear about that. The cat is not harmed. Kate is, because I'm way more okay with that. She's immediately back in her human form, and she has the gun in hand. She sees this grenade goes off, and I think she just focuses down, and she's going to burn everything into this gun.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Roll me that spell.
3: All right, that is a nine plus two and 11. And I get one forward to use later because of Luck of the Damned. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to do three harm, ignore armor magic. And I'm just holding this gun in my hands. Uh, and you see this pulse of green energy light all the way up her arms, illuminating every tattoo from underneath her sleeves. Uh, and so you see just like these lines of light starting to appear and then it all coalesces in her hand and she starts to just pretty much just focus a ball of energy on this gun
0: yeah i like that yeah and like you have like it's almost like a small like sun in the palm of your hands and it just like melts this gun and oh like melted steel just like drips onto the floor as the gun is roasted and Isabella, you look up and you can see Colonel Hook pulls his gun and points it right at you. And then his body ignites and explodes and he turns into ectoplasm.
1: Oh, so I get gunked this time.
0: Yep, you got, you got slimered. You got slimed.
1: I got slimed, right. Got slimed. All the
0: kids at home are like,
1: yay!
0: Because Nickelodeon, that's...
3: Do they still do that on Nickelodeon? I haven't seen yeah. Nickelodeon
0: in years. Oh yeah, it's, it's still a mainstay. It's it's like their go. signature thing. How are we different from Disney? We have gross stuff. It's cool. Yeah, it works.
3: This is Memester of the Week. We're a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. It goes like this. A reluctant cult member, his stoner roommate, a skeptic YouTuber, and her fake camera person walk into a diner. They then walk out of the diner and drive off to hunt the things that go bump in the night. Inspired by shows like Supernatural, The Adventure Zone, and The Crit Show, join four friends as they travel across the country solving supernatural problems and trying not to cause more problems than they solve. If you've ever wondered what it would be like if Scooby-Doo had guns and magic and monsters rather than real estate moguls, this might be for you. Welcome to Memester of the Week.
1: I think I'm just going to lie here and die.
0: I think at this point, if anybody looks out the window, you'll see there is a very large black dog staring at you through the night. Like you almost couldn't tell from the beginning because it's, you know, it's night and it's dark. And um, now that things have kind of calmed down, you see this dog staring right at Isabel and it steps through the glass, like almost because it's incorporeal. And with its large feet, um, it's, it's a, it's a, what's an American pit bull? Because those are my favorite dogs. And it, it pads over to Isabella and starts licking her face. Uh, and um, Isabella, you uh, heal from two harm and you become stable.
1: Oh, this is some kind of dog of healing.
0: And. He looks at you and he just has this big pity grin on his face. I don't know if you've ever seen a a pity grin, but it's so adorable.
3: Yeah. I think Kate wanders over and scratches the pit bull behind its ears. Yeah. You're you're a good boy, aren't you?
0: Yeah. And whenever you scritch at it, it feels like a real dog. And his tail just starts wagging away. And he sits there and he's just got a big grin on his face. Oh, now, what's your name? Um, Does
3: he have, like, a collar or anything like yeah, that?
0: Yeah, the dog has a collar, and it just says Grim. Grimm,
3: Grim. Grimm, Grimm. Uh, you were our friend's dog, weren't you?
0: And he he, he barks, like, big poof.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you.
0: Good boy. And uh, Grimm goes over to Gabriel and starts giving you licks, and you can heal for two harm.
2: I think Gabriel just kind of smiles and um, he's giving him scratches too. Oh, Grim, I missed you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of has a sad smile because wait. Well, well, actually, that's what I want to ask: Does Gabriel know that he had, that um that? I guess my question is: Does Gabriel know that they're supposed to be a ghost? Have they met them as a ghost? since i have established that he's no, this is here?
0: this is your first time meeting Grim. Oh, okay. I think Kate was just assuming that you know, Lonald, um, uh, the previous owner, one of great spooks and mysteries, and so it it would make sense that Lonald would have a ghost dog. Yeah,
1: probably also. If, if a not a ghost, ghost dog, then he would name his real well. dog
3: after a a black dog. Yeah, it sounds very on brand. Honestly, I might do it myself. <laughs>
2: I think he's um he well he still be scratching because I do have under his tags he's sympathy. I mean this is a ghost, but also I do have under his tags he is sympathy with the enemy. So in case even if this turns hostile later, he's just his dog is just so adorable and he's just giving it scratches. Uh you're a good uh,
0: good ghost, aren't you? Yeah, groom's tail is like wagging like crazy. Uh, so, Kate,
3: wait, is he a ghost dog vis a vis like Abby, or is he just like a dog named after a
1: ghost? He was incorporeal. He,
3: he, well, he walked through the glass,
0: like as if he oh, was not yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. So, but he's become solid enough, like, you know, like if you poke him or, you know, scratch him, like you can feel dog hair. You can even smell him. Like, for all intents and purposes, this is a dog. Um, is it does he sneezes.
1: Does vibes... He,
3: he, Oh, I was going to say, does Kate need any healing? Uh, Kate does. Uh, Kate would appreciate some healing. I am at four out of seven.
0: Okay, then uh, I think Grim goes over to you and starts, like, lapping at you as well. So heal to harm.
3: Good boy, good boy. And I think I'm going to use magic to try and stabilize myself, if that's all right.
0: Okay, yeah. That
3: is an eight.
0: So on a seven and nine, you choose a glitch as well as your effect. So, the effect is weakened. It's of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome detention, or it has a problematic side effect.
3: Yeah, I, I want to say effect is weakened and short duration doesn't make sense. Yeah. One harm would be literally <laughs> pointless. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to say it has a problematic side effect.
0: Okay. So you do this. Where do you put your hand on yourself to heal yourself? Like
3: Uh, on my shoulder where the bullet wound was. Okay. So yeah, that heals up. And
0: then like where it healed up, you see there's a new tattoo there. And it looks like a snake. Like it's an infinity symbol of a snake chasing its own tail.
3: Okay. So an Ouroboros, but with like an eight. Yeah, like exactly. An infinite Ouroboros. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Now I need you to make a re- weird roll
3: for me. Oh, well you know I'm good at that. Right. You know I'm good for that. That is a 7. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, if it was not for luck of the damned that would have been a failure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you start hearing voices in your head, but it's the voice of a woman. And you get just flashes of a dark room and you can see a staircase in the dark room and you see there is like literal prison bars in front of her and you just hear see her sobbing like her face is like in her knees like she's sitting but her knees are up and she's crying into them, and you just hear
4: help me help me
0: and then it stops.
3: Okay, looking back on this vision I had, how alive did that woman look? She seemed pretty pale, but she had a long... On a scale of, like, corporeal to a transparency, Uh, She
0: she appeared completely solid. Okay. She she is not a ghost. Okay. If we are getting specific with it.
3: Isabella, Gabriel, I, I think there's somebody else here with us. Oh, no. explain just, your reasoning. Just now, when I, when I healed myself, I had a vision of uh, a woman who said, help me. And she was somewhere with a staircase and, and bars.
1: Somewhere with a staircase and bars. Well, where would my brother keep staircases and bars?
3: It was somewhere dark, I assume, maybe the cellar.
1: That makes perfect sense. Now, I'm wondering if he was the one who put her there.
3: No, that's actually. If he
1: was, maybe we shouldn't be helping this woman.
3: Mm. I would like to cast the bones. Okay. So once per mystery, I can perform some kind of divination mm. to glean information about the future. When I do it, I roll plus sharp. On a 10, I hold two. Seven to nine, I hold one. On a miss, I get some information, but it's not what I want to hear. And I can spend the whole one-for-one one on any question from Investigate the Mystery. Or I can also ask, what can I gain from this person, place, thing, or creature? And who has touched this person, place, thing, or creature before me? All so right. Yeah, guess those bones. With what Kate does, she reaches into her sleeve and she pulls out a deck of mismatched tarot cards.
0: You say mismatch for like the different kinds of tarot cards, or is there like an Uno card mixed in there? Or yeah, like there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a Red Eyes Black Dragon. There's a Magic the Gathering, which is kind of fitting if you really think about
3: it. There, yeah, there, there's a Black Lotus card. Shout outs to our Magic the Gathering fans out there. Yes, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast the bones. That is a fourteen. Okay. There we go.
0: So yeah, you get your 10 plus effect.
3: Okay. So, with that, I in regards to the the vision that I just had, what is being concealed here? Thinking back over what I just saw, if I was to like look at it and if you were to if you were able to like video edit a memory, like upping the contrast of the room uh, and everything I, and like turning on heat sensing. And just what would I be able to glean from what I just saw if I was able to pour over it in more detail? I like it.
0: So yeah, you start pouring over it more directly, or at least, I want to say this is kind of like, like your own magic working with this vision that came to you. Mm -hmm. And so it allows you to kind of look more focused. And you notice around her ankles and her wrists are cuffs that have etching in it. You would even recognize the runic etching as containment runes. So the way this works is it builds up the strength of the material they're etched on. Mm. So if you were to hold a supernatural creature, you would use these. And the bars seem like they're overkill.
3: Okay, and... With that knowledge, now that I know that, okay, this is somebody being contained by a spell, so it has to be a creature, what sort of creature is it?
0: Let me go ahead and read the cellar description for you. Uh, Dark and dreary, the cellar has several wine bottles in set cases. Uh, In the far end of the room, there is a single cell with a woman staring at you. Her eyes are dark with a distant light, as if a candle in the darkness was staring back at you. This woman is a vampire shout out to midnight mass for uh, their awesome vampire eyes
3: there we go there we go i think anyone who would be looking at kate right now when she is kind of pouring over her her deck of tarot cards she she shuffles and she pulls the empress upside down and then she pulls a Yu-Gi-Oh card uh mirror wall And then, like, in the center, she pulls a Magic the Gathering card that's Vampire of the Dire Moon face up. And she's like, oh, I see. And as she's going through this idea uh, and, like, working through this vision, you see the new tattoo of that infinite Ouroboros glowing green. It appears that our, our captive is a vampire.
1: Well... I'm not surprised. Then I did say, if she's in a cellar in my brother's home, it's likely she should. There was a reason for her to be put there.
2: Hmm.
3: Maybe, maybe. I feel like we will have to go there eventually. But at least now we know what's waiting for us.
0: Grim just barks enthusiastically.
1: <laughs> I wonder what the lawyer thought about her being there. Then
3: uh, he was paid off with whatever he could get. I don't think he really cared.
1: Hmm.
3: I think Gabriel just kind of shudders, and ah,
2: I hope that's the case. Maybe you, you don't think he expected us to survive the night, so maybe he had plans to come back later. But I don't want to think about that. Uh, did we decide where we want to go next?
3: Ballroom. We were talking about going to the ballroom. Ballroom. Yeah. All right. We we're talking about wandering down the halls. Yeah. Give us some flavor as we as we move <laughs> through the house.
0: The walls are kind of a dark wood, uh, maybe mahogany, even like if you're an eagle eye carpentry nut or tree nut, ha, 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 you might recognize some uh, balsa wood, just for, like really dark flavored, dark colored walls. And you see paintings of previous owners, people that you didn't know, uh, some people you did recognize, such as Sarah Blackthorne mm-hmm. um, in a painting with her parents the floors themselves are orange and they have like kind of yellow borders. So it gives it a really odd optical illusion. Like almost like you're, it's almost like Cubert, where you're like going up steps, but you're not really, you're just walking across a flat floor.
3: Interesting. So is this like a, I know this is a weird question. So the, the floor is wood, but it's also orange and yellow. It's more of a tile, but it's a very like odd
0: and unique form of
3: tile that you've
0: never, okay. yeah, been exposed to. The walls and such have kind of artworky designs in wood paneling. And that paneling seems like it's, you know, either a mahogany or a balsa wood. I really hope I'm saying the right kind of wood. But yeah. Yeah, you're just going down. Um, there are like rugs, like just every few. They're like long stretches of rug, and then you have like a few feet that don't have rugs, and then you're onto a new one. Mm. It doesn't have traditional lighting either. It's not electrified. It's all candle lights, and the candles are lit, and you aren't sure if that was just um, Joel being preppy or if there is some supernatural force doing that for you.
3: Yeah, or if this demon is just a dramatic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... And when you put it like that, it's a 98%.
0: <laughs> the demon's just being a dramatic bitch. So
3: He's, he's 100% that bitch.
0: <laughs> yes. Just took a Love DNA it. test, and he's
3: 100%.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Very cool. I'm getting big The Shining vibes. Love
0: yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and Grimm's just padding along beside you as if, you know, nothing in the world is wrong with or that could ever bother Grim.
3: Yeah. Every couple of feet, Kate stops and, like, scratches his head.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves it. Kate's already going down as a great person in his book.
2: I've realized something, and I'm, I'm not sure if Gabe has the smarts to realize something. Oh. I want to roll on it. Okay.
0: If yeah. I, I've, roll some sharp.
2: Yeah. Because I just realized, we so we've taken down three ghosts so far. Mm-hmm. And then this dog showed up and started to heal us and his named Grim. Mm-hmm. Oh, he probably doesn't know that because my my thought process is we're, we're piling around with the Grim Reaper guys right now. that's that's my base theory. That's my game theory.
0: It's your game theory. are you are you calling it now? calling that shot?
3: But remember, guys, it's just a theory.
0: <laughs> All right. So you enter into the ballroom, which is at the front of the uh, the building. The ballroom is a large open room adorned with orange carpets and tan walls with deep brown curtains. There's a grand piano sitting in the corner and above it, above a fireplace, you see the looming portrait of Ollie, quote unquote, the Baron Babish. And he is wearing a formal black tie suit. And uh, as I said, he's got black hair that's combed to the side, but you can see like it's got florals on the end, as if he had very wavy hair that he just couldn't uh, keep under control. And he's got a big, deep black beard. All right, so what do you want to do?
1: Should we investigate a mystery?
0: Yeah, you can investigate a mystery. You can do whatever you want. Or at least you can try.
1: We can certainly try.
0: Certainly try whatever you like. I believe in you, dear.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That makes two of us. Oh, an eight to mixed success.
0: All right. On a mixed success, you hold one.
1: What is being concealed here? Hmm. As we poke around. Yeah. Behind I th- the curtains and the piano.
0: I think as you're poking around and looking around at things, you hear Grimm start to growl. And you turn around and you see the Baron is standing there in the center of the room quietly watching you all. He is still in the formal black tie suit. Only uh, you notice that on the white chest part is stained with pea green vomit. And he is a large hefty man, as I said before. And um, yeah, he's watching you. Um, his eyes are kind of sunken in, but he is see-through as a normal ghost.
3: Very cool. Uh, I think Kate turns around and notices him as says, Oh, Oh, sir! wonderful of you to join us. Uh, tell us how how did you die are you standing at the front or
0: in front of or behind Babish the Baron
1: the I, I would say
3: probably in front of
0: okay yeah yes and he is standing in the middle of the room you ask that question he's like oh <laughs> and he turns his head and he points to the back of his head and you can see it looks concaved as if somebody attacked him with something very blunt from behind he smiles and he says, um, "So I've heard in passing that uh, you all think you're going to be the next ones to take over this house. Um, first bit of advice: um, don't sleep with the maids, especially if you're married. Uh, wives don't 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 tend to take too favorably to that."
1: Uh, we look at Gabe.
2: <laughs> take notes, Gabriel. When do I have time to sleep with anyone? Now, how nineteen? How 19- 90s of you to assume that I sleep with people.
0: (laughs) Grim just barks in agreement. (laughs) Let me say next, uh, welcome to the house. It's not exactly what it was. Uh, The last guy didn't really like to serve parties or anything. Uh, He was a bit of a shut-in. In In my day, I I loved doing parties and getting people in here and, you know, breathing as much life into this place as I could. Uh, Sleeping
1: with the maids, it seems. I mean...
0: I slept with everybody. Let's 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 be honest. Having lots of money can afford that. You'd be surprised at the interest people take into you whenever you have a bulge in your wallet.
1: Yes, this the wallet. Definitely the wallet. I'll shoot him. <laughs> oh seven.
0: All right. This On is gonna s- hurt. Uh seven and nine, uh, you do damage to each other. So yeah, you fire a gun at him and you see him wince as he stumbles back and he gives you a stern look for a moment but he doesn't retaliate he's like look i got this house from my mom's brother colonel hook i never wanted to be a part of it whenever i got it they told me all about the machine and the weapon that it could be used for look that's not that's not me and I just got up here because I I've been a ghost for so long and I just wanted somebody to talk to like Karloff wouldn't talk to me at all and I just the afterlife is kind of
3: dead if you catch my meaning so
1: no maids to bone I understand
3: I, I I understand dear. now wait you you said something about a machine yeah what are you talking about look this
0: house you may have been told that it was over a pit of hell or something like that, which is, I guess, it's true. I haven't seen it. I don't know, but you know, people who are smarter about it than me seem to think so. So I'm inclined to think so. But the guy who came in here after me, uh, Karloff, I watch him study and do all sorts of things, and he discovered that this house can be used as a weapon. Yeah, sure. It can be used as an apocalypse gate and it can be one of the seals to kick open the apocalypse. Um, That's kind of why he was really insistent on finding people. That's why he tracked down people like you because he wanted to make sure that the house didn't fall into the wrong hands, which the seal didn't get broken. Exactly. So, um, my motives of far in this is hell for somebody like me is this afterlife of being a ghost of living and breathing in a normal world and not being able to interact or to, to feel the wind blow or, you know, to smell somebody else. It's hell is nothing. It's doing nothing It's being involved in nothing. And I want out. He points to a candelabra that's sitting on the grand piano. And he's like, if you want to know what the murder weapon was, it was that they killed me with the candlestick. So if you want to destroy that, send me on my way. That's that's good. I don't know what the rules are to this whole contest or whatever, but he holds up his hands. and He says, I give up. I surrender. You've bested me. I mean, I mean, this nun with a gun shot me. So I'm I give
2: up. I like to use my my alternate weird move and use sensitive because I don't think this is this is too easy. I think there's something he's not telling us is going to happen once he's down. Yeah, I want right. to open my brain to the psychic environment and see if I pick up anything important. Okay, are you
0: trying to sense lies around you?
2: Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to read his mind because it's one of my one of the. Think I get on a ten plus, is I can overhear a thought.
0: Okay, you got a five.
2: Well, and I miss your brain makes contact with something dangerous.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I have ideas.
0: You feel you're, you're focusing on trying to read this ghost's mind because that's mostly what they are is pure psychic energy. And, you know, whatever the soul constitutes to. But instead, you pick up a much stronger force in the room. And you're instantly filled with images of just the most horrific deaths you could possibly imagine. You just see, like, the despair in their eyes and the terror in those last moments. And the inevitable question of why. What was it all about? And... When you start to regain your focus to figure out where this source is coming from, it's not from the Baron. It's actually from Grim. And the dog looks at you and just kind of tilts his head and, you know, flops his ears.
2: This is how I see this is how I see Gabe right now. He just, he's just kind of <laughs> freaking out, shaking. Eyes kind of like blinking <laughs> alternatively
0: yeah that's that's definitely what you're
2: maybe he's throwing up some of the pl- electroifier he, he actually <laughs> ate earlier.
0: bruh. <laughs> yeah, that's what Barrett says He just like looks and he's like, bro the carpet um while Gabriel's trying to clear his head and formulate words, does anybody else want to do anything?
3: Yeah, uh, I want to ask now dear, I I know you might want to maybe move on. You could also, if we take control of this house, then we can invite people over and you can help us entertain our guests. Would Would you like something like that?
0: Yeah, the Baron's kind of staring off as he listens to that and he smirks a little and he chuckles and he's like, yeah, yeah that would be, oh, that would be wonderful.
1: But you'd have to agree to keep your bulge in your wallet.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that'll be a problem unless you know some sexy single specter ladies uh or gents. You no, know, I'm not I'm not picky like some people.
3: Sexy sping- single specters in your area.
0: <laughs> yeah. He holds up a hand and he's like, "I solemnly swear to mind my manners in the afterlife." Most of them. And he looks at the
3: camera and winks. <laughs> I I think that's good and proper, then. Now, you were our last champion. So where do we go to collect our reward? You start hearing the chiming
0: of a grandfather clock in the hallway as it strikes midnight. The fireplace suddenly starts in the room, and stepping out of the Baron's portrait is Arnold Friend.
3: Ah, yes, Mr. Fiend. Good to see
0: it. I'm just an old friend, not a fiend. hmm And he looks at the Baron, and he just waves his hand, and he says, be gone. And Babish disappears into kind of like ghostly smoke and just dissipates. Well, unfortunately, you all have failed. And his hand lights up, and a fireball appears. I'm still alive and kicking. And then you hear this weird, sickening bone cracking, and... Grim starts shapeshifting instead of becoming human Grim just has on a like dark hooded robe you hear a voice say
4: that's quite enough you
0: know the rules and Arnold takes a bow and he says <laughs> oh Grim I fancy seeing you here uh, well I mean I, I knew you were supposed to be refereeing but um, you you did cheat And Grimm just shrugs their shoulders and they say, It's my right
4: to choose a favor, especially in matters such as this. So to quote yourself, be gone.
0: And Arnold dissipates into kind of reddish smoke. The hooded figure looks towards you all. You can't see a face like in the shadow.
4: Well, you have won the contest of champions, but... There was a rule that seems to have been left out. In order to protect this house and to keep it what it is, you are not allowed to leave. Unless you can entice someone to take this burden for you. To be a sort of a vessel. While you, the rights remain to you, and if you die, then the contest begins again. But the vessel can stand here as steward in your place.
3: Does the vessel have to be living?
4: If Grim had lips, they would be smiling. so you've already figured that part out. No, you can be undead. That's what Karloff did in the cellar. There is a woman who has been trapped there for quite some time, almost sixty-five years. I'd say. Ronald made her his vessel, his steward, and kept her contained here. so if you choose to, and it doesn't have to be tonight, but uh, if you ever get stir-crazy. You could pass it on to him if you wish, or you could bear this for your existence.
0: And Grim kind of puts their hands together in like the robe hands.
4: Is there anything else you'll be needing?
3: Oh, where's where's Baron?
4: Oh, Baron's around. All you need to do is uh, rub the candelabra, kind of like a lamp.
3: I'm not doing that. Baron, get your ass out here. <laughs> <laughs> Baron appeared <laughs> Appears, and he's like, hey, it was worth a shot. Now, Baron, we asked you if you wanted to stick around. Would you be willing to be a vessel and protect this place for us?
0: Yeah. Uh, the Baron looks to to Grim, and he says, you yeah, know, is, is, is that possible? And Grim's
4: quiet for a moment, and he's like, You know, we've never had anybody go for that approach, but yes, I think that should work just fine.
0: The Baron's ghostly figure lights up and he turns from kind of a ghoulish green to a almost illuminated silver. And Grimm's like,
4: Well, if there's nothing else, I will take my leave. But I would advise doing something with your guest in the cellar.
3: Mm, I planned on that. She's quite irritable.
0: And uh if unless anybody wants to stop them, Grimm's gonna disappear.
3: It's a pleasure to meet you, Grim. Likewise. See you soon.
0: And Grim's just gone like that.
1: See you soon? That's not ominous at all.
0: <laughs> the Grim Reaper has a sense of humor.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Grim like, ah!
1: Are you still coughing up ectoplasm, dear? I read his mind.
2: We don't want to meet that guy. We don't want to be Grim again. Ah!
0: The Baron says, you know, a cup full of uh, bacon grease will solve that problem.
3: Of course you'd know that.
0: Hangover, right? Right. Alright, did you want to do a scene
3: in the cellar to finish things up? Yeah, I wanted to make yeah. my way down to the cellar with Baron.
0: Okay. Yeah, you see the scene I described earlier with the woman inside of the cell. She's looking at you as you walk in.
3: Yeah, we open the door and walk down the stairs and Kate just chimes up. So we are the new champions of this house. And Baron here is the new master of this house. And you don't have to be here any longer. Good, then let me out. No, no. We do need to make sure. Have you been fed recently? (laughs) No, I haven't been fed in 50 years. I'm very sorry for that. Let's get you properly taken care of so you don't maim us. Okay.
1: Um, shot her with my holy <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah. Roll kicks some ass.
1: As I came down behind them. Seven.
0: I don't think she can harm you back. So uh, how, mu- <laughs> how much harm does your gun do?
1: Two. And it's holy.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say probably in a weakened state, and given the fact that it's a holy gun, she just comes down the stairs, and you hear the boom, boom, and the the vampire screams, and then just like Buffy style, like turns into a pillar of flame and just dusts away.
1: Problem solved, dear. Now Let's go get drunk and smoke some cigars.
2: Gabriel looks, looks on, looks on sad from the top. He's always wanted to. to Fight a vampire with his 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 chain whip. That's what everyone always asks if he's a vampire hunter when he meets them.
3: I think after Kate hears the gunfire and sees this woman who is defenseless crumple into dust, you just see her fist clench, and I'm going to use magic. Oh no! Oh, okay.
1: That exchange of harm. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that is an eight. And so I'm going to trap a specific person for a short duration. And so we see Isabella get thrown up against the wall in a crucifix. (laughs) And Kate gets incredibly close to her face and says, If you do that again near me, you'll die like your savior did. And she just leaves.
0: This has been Keepers Retreat. I appreciate you, you know, listening to our House on Haunted Hill clue ghost story esque story. I've been your keeper, Mr. Ray.
3: And yeah. So I was, I was Jason. I still am Jason. I keep for Memester of the Week. You can check us out on Twitter at MemesterOTWPod. And thanks for having us
1: i'm sarah i was isabella and i'm from rigate and wolf you can find us on rigate and wolf.com or at your favorite pod listening app
2: i'm sean i i produce dungeons and pop and i play and i edit i do a little bit of everything over there um i I think everyone in this call has been uh, been in a, in a Dungeon and Pop game since Sarah, so we just, I just got to find the right one to interest her to come on the
0: show. That'll be it for us for the Keepers Retreat, so thanks for stopping by and listening. Bye! Bye!
1: you come back now, here.
0: I would love to build a hex one time that just like uses the alternative weird moves. That would be, that would be very weird. Yeah. It'd be so hard to do anything.
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. Because like th- this is, this is us getting into a metagame conversation. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We're, we're theory. <laughs> we to play the fucking game. Uh, so <laughs> we're in the we're, library. <laughs> yeah. That's our
0: next podcast that we're going to start up. It's a uh, theory crafting for monster of the week. Where we just talk about the characters we want to build and never play.
3: Oh man, that Uh, excuse
1: me, some of us play them.
3: (laughs) niche podcast within a podcast. We
2: have a segment that we actually that works for that. If you guys want to just come on, on Dungeons and Pop and Jimmy Craft.
3: Sure, sure, sounds fun.